from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, and man, what a what an awesome uh, divisional divisional round weekend in the NFL. Just, I mean, every game was one-upping the, the previous one. The game's coming down to the wire, an overtime finish between Kansas City and the Buffalo Bills. Kansas City pulling out the win. Uh, San Francisco going into Lambeau and, and quote, shocking the world. Uh, just, just a ton of of storylines and excitement and entertainment and upsets. So to help me recap all of it and do the the first look early week preview for championship weekend for Bengals Chiefs and 49ers Rams, we have Jeff Parles joining the show here on this episode. You can give Jeff a follow on Twitter at Jeff Parles, J-E-F-F. P-A-R-L-E-S. Jeff is the host of Bet Center for VEASAN. He is also a producer for a numbers game on VEASAN. Uh, he is a Jersey guy now living out in Vegas, of course. He is entertaining, a great listen, and insightful and knowledgeable. And, uh, you know, Jeff and I go back a little bit, so I'm excited to get him on the Philadelphia CityCast for the first time. Jeff and I will talk about all of the NFL action that we witnessed and get his thoughts on championship weekend. So hope you enjoy this episode with Jeff and just a little, you know, programming note here. We have a lot of great guests here this week. We will focus in on all of the latest with the 76ers and the Flyers as well. But on this episode, our main focus is all the latest in the NFL postseason. So without further ado, here's Jeff Parles. Hope you enjoy. All right, so I'm excited to uh, to chat with Jeff here, and it's been a little while since him and I spoke, and let's get right into it, man. I I, I don't even want to ask how you're doing. I, I want Jeff Parle's reaction, biggest storyline, whatever. What, what's your takeaway from divisional round before we quickly shift gears uh, to championship weekend, man? Oh, my goodness. First off, Ryan, thanks for having me as always, man. It's great to talk to you. Uh, where do we even begin <laughs> no, I, I know I, I, i'm just i'm putting the ball in your court man like you're i don't even know where to start with you there's so many different places we can start let's i'll work my way from what we most recently saw to to the to the, the beginning of the week because what we saw last uh on sunday night ryan was to me 
the best football game I can remember at the NFL level, period. Doesn't matter what, what circumstance. Doesn't matter. You throw, in, you throw in that Pittsburgh, Arizona Super Bowl, which to me was always the gold standard of great game. Late lead yeah. changes, great quarterbacking play. A, that yeah. James Harrison pick six, which is a play that we've never seen a play like that before. Flip a, a, a big game like that on the last play and a half. Uh, I think Harrison still 13 years later needs some oxygen, but regardless, different <laughs> different point for a different day. Uh, but the last two minutes of game time time was just majestic. It was majestic quarterback play. It was it was yeah. perfect. It was a symphony of offensive football. And you look at the way that both Mahomes and Allen played. I would argue that's the best quarterback game in the history of the league. And the stats back it up. Both guys over 70% completion percentage. Both guys over 300 yards. No turnovers between the guys. They both led their teams in rushing or were both over 65 yards rushing. It's the first time ever that that stat line happened. And it happened twice in the same game. And for Kansas City to win that game, Ryan, I'm not going to get into the overtime rules. Because if we're going to complain about the overtime rules, you better have a good fix. I'm not entirely sure what the right fix is. That's the big issue that I have. The, the, I, the best I can Anything come up else? With, the best I can come <laughs> up with is just play a whole quarter. Play a whole extra 15 minutes, and wherever it lands at the end of that 15-minute quarter, that's what it is. If it's tied, then you go yeah. sudden death. But again, I know, again, the league claims on, on player safety and all that fun jazz. Nah, I don't think on. that would happen. So, yeah, it's just a tough sell of what the correct thing to do is. They went to college rules. I wouldn't hate it. But, look, in the end, Buffalo had the number one defense in the NFL, Ryan. They had three cracks to win that game or at least get the ball back to Allen the third time. And they gave Mm -hmm. up a 60-yard touchdown. They gave up 45 yards in 10 seconds. And they gave up a touchdown drive at the end. You got to get a stop in the end. You only have yourselves to blame. And McDermott not squibbing at the end. That was as bad of a coaching error as we've seen. We saw all weekend. And for a guy that I think is a, a very good coach, completely flipped the culture in that team, which, look, we know, Ryan, they were a loser for 18 years from the yep. Music City Miracle until that horrible playoff game in Jacksonville they played a few years ago. And they were legitimately on the cusp of not only getting to the AFC title game for the second straight year, they were going to be the prohibitive Super Bowl favorites if they won that game on Sunday night. And in the end, it's still Patrick Mahomes' world. The Chiefs in a year that we thought that they this was the year. If you're going to get them, you got to beat them this year. Looks like they're heading to the Super Bowl again. And <laughs> it's going to be tough for either of those NFC teams to beat them, assuming that they get by Cincinnati. It's just, you know, I... Listen, I'm I'm not a hater against Andy Reid because here in Philadelphia, it's a it's a mixed bag when sure it comes subject. to Big Red, aka Andy <laughs> Reid. I, I love Andy Reid, but I was I did find myself just completely rooting for Buffalo and forget my bets and what I had and my picks. I'm a fan, and in that moment, you're just you get caught up in the game unless you have you know a significant amount of money on it. But regardless, I, I found myself wanting Buffalo to get that win. And if they were able to get that win, you would have Tampa Bay losing, Kansas City losing, Green Bay losing, Tennessee losing. That just would have really completed, I think, this year's biggest storyline in the postseason, which 
you know, whether you had Tennessee losing or Green Bay or, or Tampa losing, that's beside the point. It's just been a fun, exciting playoff. I, I can't recall, Jeff, a better postseason, like you said, when talking about that game. But I think when you look at it big picture, I don't know if you agree or disagree. Best individual weekend I can ever remember, what we just yeah. witnessed. Oh, I mean, how can you get better? All four games ended on the last play of the game with a right. score. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Captain Obvious can, statement, how, I guess. How, how but... can you get better than that? Uh, and look, I, I, to continue on your point, Ryan, and you make a good point because this was the year of the underdog in the NFL. This was yeah. the year where we saw wackadoo upsets year uh, week after week after week. That Buffalo team that we saw that could not be stopped yesterday scored six points in Jacksonville and lost the game. The Bengals, right. who are playing in the AFC title game, gave up 400 yards passing and lost to Mike White earlier in the year. <laughs> Kansas City, that team... Again, a team that was unstoppable by the end of the game. They scored three points against against Tennessee. And the New York Giants almost walked into Arrowhead and beat them in a primetime game earlier this year. Just really just a zany year. And in all honesty, a weekend where Buffalo won. Would have been all four road teams would have won. And would have really just been a perfect. And, and it was a perfect capper anyway with Casey winning. Just a perfect capper to what has been a zany year in the league. And look, uh, going through this whole weekend, I liked Cincinnati covering. I didn't think they would win against Tennessee. If you told me Tennessee would sack Burrow nine times, I would have said, oh, Tennessee Tennessee wins the game by three. Uh, right. In the end, Tannehill's three picks meant more than the nine sacks. Uh, the Ram game and the Buck, the, the Rams and the Bucks, there's a zillion places you can go. But at least the team that was better the most of the day ended up winning that game. Uh, yeah. And I had the Rams plus the three in that one. And then, Ryan, I mean, Saturday night, the fact that the Packers give up six offensive points to the Niners and lose, of all the results that happened, again, Buffalo's loss was the most heartbreaking because of the way it happened. Yep. Any other circumstances, the way Green Bay lost would have been just like, how in the heck did this happen? How can the Packers, year after year, they have seven losses in Lambeau in the last 20 years with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, arguably two of the 10 best that have ever played the game. And yet here we are where Jimmy Garoppolo, for all of the all of the crap we give Jimmy Garoppolo, is one win away from two Super Bowl appearances in three years. It's crazy. I mean, come on. How does how does that dude how does that dude get that win? How is he, like you said, possibly even have the have the possibility of getting to another freaking Super Bowl. I mean, let's talk about that game yeah. for a minute. And and we will, of course, shift gears to to preview sure. these games coming up here on the 30th. But um, my goodness, Jeff. I mean, for a guy in Aaron Rodgers who says, yeah, go ahead. Come to Lambeau in January. Good luck. That's what we want. We want you to come to this five-degree Lambeau field. Good luck, bro. Um, and he laid he laid the biggest the biggest goose egg for a guy of his stature, whatever. Um, and we saw all the stats and all the attacks on social media towards Aaron Rodgers after the game. I mean, that has to be the story, right? Like, how do we look at Aaron Rodgers and possibly his last game ever at Lambeau Field? Just completely, I wouldn't even say swinging and missing. I would say striking out looking. Yeah, I think he might have. He may not have even gone to the play with the bat. <laughs> After the first drive, in all honesty, uh, right? Look, of all the results this weekend, going into it, 
there was at least to me a path to Cincinnati going to Tennessee and winning. It didn't, again, nine sacks. Shocking that they were able to get it done, but Tannehill's picks obviously flipped that. You, I thought yeah. the Rams had a really good chance to go beat Tampa. And Kansas City-Buffalo was a coin flip. I did not think with the injuries that San Francisco had going into the game, even though Bosa got cleared, uh, Warner was not 100% in that game. And the fact that Green Bay had the week off, Jimmy G had never played in cold temperatures. Jimmy G looked bad in the second half against Dallas. Uh, Green Bay's defense was was pretty underrated most of the year. And it was not the defense's fault that they lost that game on, on Saturday night. But for Green Bay to lose that game scoring 10 points, it is definitely an indictment of Rodgers. Uh, and, and look, I love Aaron Rodgers as a player. He, to me, is the most talented guy that I've ever watched. Mahomes could overtake that at some point, and if he hasn't already. But Aaron Rodgers, before Mahomes got in, I always thought was the most talented player ever to play the game. And the fact that he is only going to make, let's say this is in Green Bay, they made one Super Bowl, Ryan. They at least won that one Super Bowl they were in, and it was arguably probably their seventh best team that they've had while he's been a Packer. It's really astounding, but... The biggest story in that game, though, Ryan, even more than Rodgers, Green Bay special teams was horrible the whole yeah. year. They were 32nd DVOA special teams the entire season. And guess what? They made two cataclysmic errors, and that's what cost them more than anything, even more than 10 points offensively. 10 points should have been enough with the way San Francisco's offense looked in that game. The only way the Niners were tying and winning was if there was a special teams disaster, and that's what ended up happening. And that lands on LaFleur, man. I know LaFleur was the coach of the year favorite going into the final week of the season. If Aaron Rodgers isn't there, how is this team with LaFleur coaching them winning more than six games next year with Jordan Love? It's not happening. They're not. It's it's not happening. And and to your point, uh, before we transition to a few other topics, Jeff, like to your point about Aaron Rodgers and his legacy and just the really the facts, the cold hard facts of what they have and have not done. Uh, in his time at Lambeau Field, not at Lambeau Field, uh, in Green Bay, I, I don't know. I, I, I sure, sure, you put some on Aaron Rodgers, you put some on the teams um, as a whole that that he's been a part of there. But I look at the coaching because you had McCarthy for a while, and I think he is just the biggest joke. Um, I wouldn't say he's overrated <laughs> at this point, but however you want to categorize it. And Lafleur, I mean, Lafleur is nothing special here. I think you and I both agree on that. So it's like. I don't know. I think if we have to pinpoint one thing, it's like you couldn't have gotten a better head coach in the past decade and decade plus to to lead Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, look, they, they that's the one thing, especially with the Packers too. Like they just kept McCarthy probably three years too long. Remember, it took losing to Josh Rosen at home in order to get yep. McCarthy out of there finally. Uh, yep. in an early December day a few years ago. Uh, but look, I, there are a lot of things at this point, Ryan, and it's it's kind of like for Buffalo. Like, yeah, we think Buffalo, just to tie this to, to them real quick, we think the Bills are going to be there for a long time with how good Josh Allen has become. It's a cruel sport, man. The Packers yep. had Hall of Fame quarterback play for 30 years, made the Super Bowl three times and only won two, two rings. It is hard. It is a cruel sport, man. And that's what ended up happening with the Packers, whether it was coaching, whether it was not enough receiver talent around uh, for uh, for Rodgers. 
Yeah. Whatever it was, didn't matter. As good as he was, one Super Bowl appearance, and if this is the end, the error is a disappointment. It's not a failure because you at least got your one ring, but it's definitely a disappointment. It's a massive disappointment. I also don't really hold it against him. Like the people out there that are like, we need to, you know, I was on WIP after that game. Uh, the days are all blending in now, but I was on the overnight shift for WIP and I had right. a couple of callers. You got to stop putting Aaron Rodgers in this top five talk, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, he's still, like you said earlier, Jeff, he's still all time to me. Football's oh, yeah. a tough sport. Another thing you just said, like, I, I, I don't, it's not basketball. It's not the NBA where I think that is fair to do. All right, let's let's grade them on championships because the stars, the superstars have more control. They have more of an impact on these final results. Aaron Rodgers, he deserves some blame and some criticism, but I'm not going to knock him off my whatever I put him top five, top 10 right. because of it. No, I look, I 100 percent agree with you. And look, it's when you're talking about all time quarterback greatness, you're, you're splitting hairs. Let's be real. Yeah. Like the different the reason that Brady's at the top is because. Brady has seven Lombardis. Like, what are you going to do? The guy, yeah. the guy. Uh, if it wasn't for the NFC East, Brady might have had 10. Like, that's how right. ridiculous it, it is in the end. Uh, if it wasn't for the Eagles with, with Foles and if it wasn't for Eli Manning and the Giants, I, we're, we're legitimately talking. And again, the Patriots, this is why a lot of people's views are warped here, because what New England did and what, and continuing for Brady in Tampa, what they've done, what Brady has done is impossible. It just is impossible. It is. And like Mahomes could be in a third Super Bowl in three years. We could end up with back to back guys who are like that, which is really just astounding in the end, Ryan. Yeah, it is because I think they, what they're doing is impossible. So it's warping people's opinions a little bit because that, that is not normal, right? Like we of may course. never see this again. Forget with Brady, with what Mahomes may, may be able to do. We may mm -hmm. never see this again, let alone what Brady has been able to do. So uh, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, Jeff, let's let's transition now. Let's look at Bengals Chiefs. Let's look at 49ers and the Rams, uh, both kicking off here on the 30th at 3 p.m. for Bengals Chiefs and at 6 p.m. both Eastern time, of course, for San Francisco and the Los Angeles Rams. Let's start with the first game. Let's start with Bengals Chiefs. Um, I, I want your thoughts on the Bengals here because I tell you what, maybe I'm jumping on this bandwagon right now, but I'm I'm certainly going to take the seven with Cincinnati. What what's your thoughts on this? You don't have to give me your your pick against the spread to to start, but I want your thoughts on Cincy and then the game as a whole. I thought let, let's just start with this. If Buffalo had won, I thought that was the death matchup for Cincinnati because the way Buffalo's defense plays. If they if that D line and pass rush could pin their ears back and get pressure on Burrow, if Tennessee got nine sacks, Buffalo probably would have been be able to do something similar. But with Kansas City, look, it just how how much of that Week 17 game can we take uh, for and bring it forward to this game at Arrowhead? It's a second straight road playoff game for a young team. That look, they they were outplayed by Tennessee. But they made the big plays defensively and won that game. Burrow's amazing. Look, the, the core four quarterbacks in the AFC moving forward of Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, and Herbert, all four of them are going to have their cracks to win a lot of games and win big games like this. I just don't think Cincinnati is ready. This kind, I don't want to compare them to Tennessee two years ago where Tennessee is a six seed 
went on the road, ended the New England dynasty, went to Baltimore the final week, stunned the Ravens as a double-digit underdog uh, with Lamar as the MVP that year. And then the third one was just too difficult because it was a Kansas City team with Mahomes. Uh, of course, remember, we were very close to an all-AFC South title game that year. Uh, but for Cincinnati, I just think I think next year's the year where they can really go to Arrowhead and possibly win this game. Sevens, I think, is about right. It's pretty hard for me to bet it uh, at seven. If we slide to six and a half, six, maybe it'd be a Kansas City bet. If we slide with seven and a half, it may be a Cincinnati bet for me. But I think seven is is about right. I just think the Bengals in the end will have a hard time blocking Kansas City's front like they did against Tennessee. And that will negate the advantage that they the wide receivers have over Kansas City's secondary that we saw in week 17. I expect the Chiefs to win. I'm not sure a margin yet, but it's just so difficult to bet against Mahomes and company at home in the playoffs, especially again. It's just one of those where it's kind of feel it kind of feels like Ryan that winning that game against Buffalo, this game is the, is the Finland game for the 80, the 1980 Olympic hockey team for the U.S. <laughs> the Buffalo one was the Soviet game for that team. Like, that's kind of what it, what it felt like. Like, you don't flip around and lose to the lesser opponent after winning in that fashion against, really, in the end, the second-best team in the NFL, in my opinion. <laughs> it's... Um... Listen, it's all well said. I, I just, I look at Bengals, you know, I look at Cincinnati and I look at San Francisco and this, this isn't good, you know, uh, reasoning here, but I, I didn't expect them to get to the, get this far at all. So I guess I'm just trying to figure out, all right, well, neither of them really should be here, but they're here. They're deserving of being here. You get what I'm saying mm -hmm. though. I mean, so are either of these teams actually capable of playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, there's just been so many surprises and twists and turns so far all year in the regular season, and it is pretty much carried over and continued into the postseason for the most part. So it's like, all right, are we going to get uh, home team chalk here uh, for the championship weekend, or can we continue this madness and not only get a cover, but get an outright win from one of these underdogs? So let's take the Niners here. I am very concerned about the, the way the injuries look still because now it looks like Trent Williams is banged up again. And if Trent Williams is not in this game, forget it. They're going to have a really hard time blocking the Rams, and that's bad news for Garoppolo and company. If Williams is able to play and not really be banged up, look, I know I, we, we all love the cliche, Ryan. It's hard to beat a team three times in one season. To me, that's a bunch of it's just a bunch of nonsense at this point. Mm -hmm. You look at the way San Francisco plays, especially that front seven on defense. They can give the Rams, especially if Whitworth can't go. Note Boom played very well against Tampa. It's a lot to ask a backup left tackle to play two very good games in a row against good to great pass rushers. So I would be very concerned about the Rams offensive line if Whitworth can't go for a second consecutive week. With that said, though, the biggest X factor in this game is how good Odell Beckham Jr. has looked, especially this postseason. If you're getting this version of OBJ, the Rams can beat anyone left. They can beat Kansas City because then you have two real weapons and Kansas City's corners aren't particularly good. We know the one weakness for San Francisco is their secondary. The Rams exploited that in the first half 
in week 18 before the wheels completely came off for them in that second half. I'm probably, if it, this is another one, depends on the number. If, yeah. I, it, it, if you got in at three minus 120 on the Rams, I think you did a pretty good job. You're not going to see that again this week. I think three and a, three and a half, it, it would probably be a lean to San Francisco, but it'd be a little bit tighter. At four, I'd probably take the Niners. Uh, but in the end here, Ryan, it's truly going to come down to which, which pass rush does a better job in this game forcing the other quarterback into mistakes. As good as Stafford played, yes, as well as Stafford played against Tampa, we have seen the mistake-prone Stafford at times, especially yep. late in the regular season. If that Stafford shows up, the Niners are going to have a really good chance to pull off the upset. And again, as we said before, it is just ridiculous thinking that Jimmy Garoppolo could get to two Super Bowls in three seasons. It's it's absolutely absurd. It, it makes um, you know it makes people here in Philadelphia look at Jalen Hurts and say, huh, maybe he can be the guy. Look at Garoppolo out in yeah, San not Francisco. Quite. Not quite, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. Um, all right, so Bet Rivers here, and one or two more questions before of I let course. you go, Jeff. I really appreciate you as always. Just to recap this: Bengals and the Chiefs. Chiefs minus seven, uh, priced at minus one twelve. Uh, Bengals plus seven priced at minus 109. You look at the total at Bet Rivers here in Pennsylvania. The total is set at 54 and a half priced at minus 110 both ways. 49ers and the Rams is uh, priced at three. Of course, the Rams laying the, the standard three at home priced at minus 117. The Rams priced at minus 105. The total at 46 and a half minus 110 is the price both ways there. Um, all right, so let's let's get your picks just to recap it, and then I want to ask you one, maybe two futures uh, market type of questions. Mm-hmm. You, I'm backing you into a corner. Are you taking the Chiefs if you have to if, make if a I pick were, here against If the I were making a bet today, I would go yeah. Chiefs and over in the AFC okay. game, and I would go Niners and over as well in the other game. I don't expect, as long as Williams is able to play, I expect San Francisco's offense to look like an NFL offense after what they've done the last five quarters. Look, I know we love giving Jimmy Garoppolo a lot of garbage, man. But Jimmy Garoppolo, whenever he's been asked to do things, has actually come through for the most part. Again, if he makes the throw to Emmanuel Sanders two Super Bowls ago, the Niners win that that game as wild as that is. So, look, I, I, I... the Niners are the most perple- most perplexing team of them all at this point. They they legitimately wasted for this season, maybe not down the line, but for this 2021 season, wasted the third overall pick. The third overall pick played two games this year. Insane. And they are still in the NFC title game. Imagine how good they would have been if they had just made a non-quarterback selection for this season. It's just astounding, but... I, I, again, I like both games over. I like KC in the first one, and I like the Niners in the second one. And look, Ryan, again, I think we are going to get that rematch from two years ago yet again, as ridiculous as that would have been to say three weeks ago. It, it is. It, it still is ridiculous. <laughs> it still is ridiculous. Um, anything in the futures market here now at this point? Uh, certainly it's late It's late now as we uh, are early in the week for championship weekend, but uh, at Bet Rivers, I'm just throwing them out there here. 
Uh, Chiefs plus 125 to win the Super Bowl. Rams plus 210. San Francisco plus 450. And the Cincinnati Bengals eight to one. I'm guessing there's nothing there, especially with um, the sides that you're leaning towards. But your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Look, if you're going to bet it now of those numbers, I would only take Kansas City. Kansas City is going to be favored in the Super Bowl regardless, even though there were some very interesting look ahead numbers out there, Ryan. Kansas City short of a field goal against the Rams. Kansas City a, a three or a two and a half against the Niners. That seemed yeah. pretty light to me, especially that second number. So, uh, look, uh, you, you might be in a scenario where you actually would be better money lining Kansas City against the Cincinnati Bengals and then betting the money line again in the Super Bowl on Kansas City if you like them there. So that's always one way, too. If you don't love the futures market thing and you think a team is going to win it, the rollover money line bets from game A to game B, if you did it earlier in the playoffs, game C, uh, that, that might be the better way to play it at this point and, and just taking, taking those money lines over at Bed Rivers. All right, there you have it. Jeff, great stuff, man. As always, I appreciate you. Ryan, awesome to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're the man. I appreciate you, Jeff Parles. Uh, we already put out everywhere you can follow him to start the show there in the intro. So uh, Jeff's the man, and I appreciate his time as always. All right. Thanks again to Jeff Parles for joining me on this episode. It was a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Make sure you are subscribed to the show, available on all of your podcast platforms, and you can give me a follow as well. On Twitter at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. You can find links to each and every episode as well as all of the platforms were available on right there on my Twitter page. And like I said to start the show, make sure you give Jeff a follow at Jeff Parles on Twitter. I appreciate all of you as always for tuning in. We have a busy week ahead. Uh, so make sure you're following us and, and along for the ride right here on the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.